Hey guys, you're listening to the English Made Simple show. This is episode number 190, number 190, numero 190. Welcome amigos y amigas. How are ya? Good. My name is Milena from EnglishMadeSimple.net, EnglishMadeSimple.net. And uh, you know how I always start my episodes with the episode number? And then I say the same number but in Spanish? That's because the majority of my listeners are based in South and Central America. More specifically, um, the majority of my listeners are from Chile. For some reason, Chile is always in the top five countries that listen to the English Made Simple show. If you have been listening to the show for a while, you will know that I have started this podcast while living in Chile. I have started this podcast initially to focus on English learning. However, as of recently, I have decided to pivot and focus on helping non-native speakers call Australia their home. What this means is that there will still be an English learning component to the show as I'm helping non-native speakers. They don't speak English, so they are non-English speakers. Um, so I help non-English speakers adapt to their life in Australia, to their new life. So yes, they do need help with English, but they will need it for more practical things like speaking over the phone, emailing a recruitment agent, um, or just being able to write a cold email to somebody in English, uh, applying for work in Australia. You will still need to be, you know, pretty confident at speaking English uh, if you were going to do all of these things. So that's what I'm going to help you with. From time to time, I will bring on guests uh, on the show, but uh, most of the time it's just going to be moi, me. <laughs> so this month I will talk about Australia and life in Australia. Uh, I guess this month, when I say this month, I actually forgot that now it's July. <laughs> so if you're listening to this in July of 2018, hello to you. <laughs> uh, so basically, the month of June was all about Australia. However, next week, we will start with a new topic. So it's not a huge change. English Made Simple is not going through a huge change except having the guests on the show, the majority of the content will be centered on life in Australia as a non-native speaker. I will be covering content uh, that will help you adapt faster as a non-native speaker, i.e. you will need the right English skills to survive in Australia. Right. Cool. Now that that's out of the way, now let's begin today's show. Today's episode is slightly different. If you have been listening to this show for a while and maybe you started to think to yourself, hmm, it would be cool to live in Australia, but I'm not really sure how to make the move. What are the options for me? Hmm, then listen up, this episode is for you. I'm going to list five options that will help you consider your move to Australia. Okay, number one option, I think this one is the most popular option is permanent residence. So if you want to settle here permanently, if you have the skills and or experience uh, that is required in Australia, that is in high demand in Australia or New Zealand, 
you could consider applying for a skilled visa which allows you to stay in the country indefinitely. In other words, permanently. And uh, if you're not sure what skills are in demand in Australia, and this changes every year, um, the Australian government has it listed on their website. It's public information. I'm going to include the link in the show notes uh, when I upload this episode. So when this episode goes live, uh, give it a couple of days and you'll be able to see the link uh, to the skilled occupations list that's been published by the Australian government. Actually, this is how my family and I emigrated to New Zealand in 1995. We basically came on a skilled visa. And yes, New Zealand has various immigration programs as well. Radio number two. How you can come to Australia? How about a working holiday visa? That sounds great. Some countries have a special relationship with Australia, so you're able to come here on a working holiday visa. But you have to be within a certain age group to do that. For example, uh, people who want to visit Australia for one year for work and pleasure, travel and work, that is, they can apply for this visa and you have to be between 18 to 30 years of age or 18 to 35. I'm not really sure, but it's best to speak with somebody like an immigration agent or go to the Australian website to check those details. Okay, number three, how you could come to Australia, even for a short time. You can study. You can come here on a student visa. You can come here to study, guys. Now, I don't know if there is an age restriction for a student visa, but I know that even for locals, if they're wanting to study in Australia, in any of the Australian universities, you can study at any age. But I'm not sure if this applies for student visa. So, again, it's best to speak to somebody like an immigration agent. Speaking of which, I have partnered with Soraya from Tour Studies. So, you're welcome to have a chat with Soraya. She was featured in episode number 188. She's fluent in Spanish and English, by the way. So, if you feel comfortable speaking to somebody in Spanish, you're welcome to have a chat with Soraya. You can go to EnglishMadeSimple.net slash 188. That was in episode number 188. Soraya can help you with different types of visas, including the student and working holiday visas. And number four, how you could come to Australia another way. Um, let me ask you this question. Do you like kids? <laughs> Do you like looking after babies and kids? Well, you could come to Australia to babysit and you can uh, come to Australia to babysit and get paid while doing it. This arrangement is called au pairs and it's almost like a live-in nanny. Okay, So you live with a family and you look after the kids in exchange for some pocket money um, and also you get uh, to spend weekends traveling or doing whatever you like. This is very common in Australia. Uh, most families uh, prefer to have au pairs to look after their kids than sending their kids to kindergarten, which is quite expensive for families here in Australia. Again, it's best to speak to uh, like an au pair agency. And I haven't got one here on hand, but you're welcome to Google it in your own countries. Uh, there could be some au pair arrangements with Australia. Great. 
All right. So number five, how you could come to Australia is work sponsorship. You can get a work sponsorship uh, that allows you to come to Australia and work for that employer who sponsored you. I know that some of my friends came to Australia that way. So it's uh, possible if you are if you have skills that are in really high demand, uh, that are very specialized, you can come and get sponsored by a company in Australia. Cool bananas. Okay, and the last uh, point uh, or the last bullet point here, um, I think it's number five, number six. I actually lost count. <laughs> Uh, so the last uh, way uh, you could come here to Australia is by investing. Now, I don't know how many people would be able to come under this visa, which is the business innovation and investment visa. Uh, do you have spare five million dollars <laughs> lying around? Because <laughs> that's what you need. You need five million dollars um, that, uh, you know, you can invest in Australia. And you can also come here and bring your family too. So it's one way to stay in Australia indefinitely. So the way this visa works is that if you have $5 million, you can invest those $5 million into something like a business. You can start a business here, establish a business that employs local people, employs local labor, uh, or you could purchase an investment property. So it's one way to come to Australia, right? And this visa is called Business Innovation and Investment Visa. Okay, I'll just put it out there. I think this is a new visa, but uh, how many people do have $5 million? And if you did, do you have any other options <laughs> where what you could do with that? <laughs> well, you know, there are people who want to invest in Australia. So that's awesome. Anyway, I only listed these few examples here for you to consider. But there are many, 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 many more different ways uh, to come to Australia. There are relationship visas, there are family visas, there is partner visas and regional visas. So I'm not really sure. There, there's many more. Some are simple and some are complex. Um, and this is why it's best to speak with a qualified migration agent. And when you do speak with a migration agent, make sure they are licensed with M-A-R-A, which stands for Migration Agents Registration Authority. That's how you know you're speaking with the right one. Okay? Awesome. So there we have it, boys and girls. Some food for thought. That's an expression, by the way, which means something for you to consider, something to think about. Food for thought. Great. Now, if you're already on your way to Australia, if you're already planning to come here, you got visa and you're about to come here and you need to know what city is best to live and work in Australia, simply go to englishmadesimple.net slash city to check out the free guide that will help you decide. So I wrote this guide just for you, okay? englishmadesimple.net slash city. Just remember that the Australian government changes the visa requirements every year. So you should always check their website for up-to-date information or just simply get an advice from an immigration agent. Alrighty, amigos, that's it for today. Thanks for joining me. 
You've been an amazing audience and you've been jamming with Milena from English Made Simple. Until next time, hasta la próxima. Thank you.